Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Good Bad Gang Podcast and I hope we all had a good Easter. How you doing? It's your girl LD. Your boy Sosa is in the building. So yeah, it's been a long, long, long weekend, which is very good. Yeah, I guess a four-day weekend turned into like a five-day week weekend, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, for those of us in Lagos State, yeah. because um, President Buhari was coming into town and Lagos State Governor Ambody decided that it was a great idea to grind Lagos to a halt, which yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, but some estimate that the state lost about two billion, is it dollars and naira? Probably two billion naira based on this two-day shutdown. I mean, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Lagos is known as the city that never sleeps. Literally, if you're driving on the road at 3 a.m., you still see people on the streets driving some probably still working you know that kind of thing so I, I wasn't exactly sure how they wanted to do this but apparently it happened although i don't think it was too successful because some offices still open my youngest brother his office he went to work he went to work at eight go home at five you know that kind of thing so clearly not everybody was interested in losing money but i was off but like it was actually very strange and very frustrating because um my brother one of my brothers was meant to travel to abuja and luckily for him he booked the first flight actually it's a funny story he booked the first flight and my dad booked the second flight so obviously um i woke up to take my brother what so what was the time for the first flight what was the time for the second i think the first flight, flight was 7 a.m and second flight was 8 a.m i can't really remember it was around that yeah but yeah we left the house um at 5 a.m i i decided to go and pick um drop my brother at the airport and my dad was going to leave later obviously because his flight was later and everything so um we were kind of worried so we're like okay let's leave early so at least we miss all the mess that's gonna happen and everything so we kept going and then we get closer to the airport and the route has been cordoned off like literally everyone who was traveling had to get down luckily it's the local airport so i don't think like the international airport route tours um was was it called well you guys know what i'm saying sha because even on the list of places that they said were going to be cordoned off the the route to the international airport wasn't anyway so everyone who was using the local airport had to get down at a particular part and literally get their suitcases their luggage and start walking to the airport now if you're familiar with how the um local airport is in the direction of mobolaji bank and Sony, then you know you have to pass two bridges keep walking before you actually get to the airport and there are two airports so it depends on where your flight is taking off from so yeah my brother had to walk to the airport from a certain from a certain dis for a certain distance and it, he was just lucky because i mean he didn't have a lot of luggage he just had like a uh, what you call it you know those suitcases that you drag along and a backpack and they were really light now as i was turning back i called my dad and i'm like you need to leave the house now if you're gonna go to the airport because you know traffic traffic was already building up obviously because there's a bit of confusion and there was no um there were no security guys or policemen to kind of tell us what to do so obviously it was actually a struggle because even me when i was turning back before i could find my way back it was kind of difficult because on my way they had created one lane for people reverse um reversing and turning back by the time i was turning back both the owners of the lanes had taken over their lanes so i literally had to drive on the curb to get to the other side of the road and my car is really low so that was a bit of a struggle but thankfully a couple of guys came to help me out and you can imagine how scary that was because it was still dark because obviously the sun hadn't risen and everything so i called my dad i'm like dad you need to leave the house now because traffic is building up yada 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 and my dad goes yeah he's getting into the car and i told my dad about the situation about how he has to um walk to the airport with his luggage and i was like yeah he's not walking to the airport with his luggage because his luggage is heavy so we're like okay maybe the driver will follow him you know find somewhere to park the car and take the luggage along i mean i was like yeah sure that might work but i'm sure already at the back of my dad's mind he's already thinking wait walk to the airport from where like i said if you're familiar with mobile bank Anthony, that you know it's a bit of when you're driving it's not so far but walking it's a bit of a distance so my dad's there asking okay is there another route blah 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 i'm like whichever way no one is driving into the airport so if you're going to go through another route you better make sure that route is not farther in terms of walking distance than the route that my brother and i took 
Anyway, so I get home and a couple of minutes later, my dad calls me and he tells me he's turning back because he's on the street, the Mobility Bank Anthony Street and that it's been standstill for a while and that, you know what, he's not about that walking to the airport. I'm sure it wasn't just about the standstill traffic. I'm sure my dad thought about it and he's like, he's not going to walk to the airport just because, you know, he can't drive in there. So my dad turned back and booked his flight for the next day. It wasn't the earliest flight again. But at least he was able to get out of the airport before Buhari made his turnaround back to Abuja. But I think it's very inconsiderate when you do things like that because obviously, first of all, people didn't know about Buhari's visit to like 24 hours before. So people, you can't expect people to now reschedule their flights or, you know, stop what they're doing. Plans that have been made. Like I work in the hotel and people literally start checking out of our hotel because they're like, they didn't want to be in that situation some of them had airport runs i don't even know where they went to sleep because honestly nobody was driving okay yeah they were probably going to the international airport so it's different so they probably went to look for like hotels nearer there but it kind of started ruining businesses even before his actual arrival although my brother told my brother who went to work he told me that at some point apparently buhari ordered that um the barricades should be taken away because people were walking guys like People were walking to their offices. People, it was just a ridiculous situation. And I don't understand why you have to grind the whole economy to the ground. So it makes you wonder whose idea was this? Was this somebody's idea to show his boss that, you know, I can do this? Or was it Buhari's idea? And then when he got to Lagos and realized how horrible this mistake was, he decided to call it off. I don't know. But still, even when he was returning back to Abuja, Apparently, people who were unfortunate enough to find themselves in airplanes that were about to take off were stuck in the airplane for a couple of hours because, as is common, when a president is flying, the airstrip closes down till he's way out of sight or has even landed wherever he is. So people are sitting in the airplanes and the engines are turned off, so they're sitting out in the heat in the airplanes waiting for Buhari and his entourage to leave. I for one cannot stand heat so i have a feeling i might have burnt in the plane literally because i cannot imagine the struggle but yeah we need to do better because i don't know that in other countries they grind the economy to a halt when a prime minister or a president is visiting yeah so because someone i followed on twitter that unfortunately was going back to lagos from abuja was like it felt like hell because they had to trek all the way from Mobile Johnson to the airport and you know she like she doesn't even know how she made it. The other people are following. Their plane was circling in the air for almost like an hour because they couldn't land because of all the security protocol. Funny enough, that actually happened to me before. I had to. I was in the plane and we didn't land for like almost two hours. They said some dignitary or whatever we are landing. So that's not even such an uncommon occurrence per se. Yeah, but from all I've read and everything, it was uh, it was a nightmare for people out there. I left for work like 6.30ish. And when I left for work, there wasn't much traffic so much. But prior to that, people that left maybe a little bit earlier, like 6 and 7, they were like, they blocked the Lekki Gate, they blocked one of the roundabouts, so it was like a nightmare for them. So luckily, I dodged all of that. But I eventually went home anyway because they're like, you know what, go and walk from home because... You don't know, we don't know what the rest of the day is going to look like, what else they're going to shut down. So, yeah, so Thursday was like madness. I think Friday, after all the hysteria, and, and I think throughout the whole this weekend, the publicity for the, um, I don't know what they call them, the communication arm of the Nigerian government have been going back and forth with so many different communique. Oh, we came to commission or open up um, a Atlantic. No, we just came to tour with Tinubu and so we have so much back and forth we didn't come to commission this we just came to do this we didn't invite now we can uh, we, we what we do so there's so much something i don't understand like why can't the president use a chopper echo echo hotel has a chopper, chopper landing why couldn't they just take a chopper from the presidential with flying the helicopter land in the co hotel nobody is disturbed so there are some things that you know simple planning will um will solve you know and we all know why he's here is his election time is coming this is a guy that has not left abuja to visit more than the three states throughout his whole time so it's not by chance he's coming you know to, to lagos to come and you know commemorate with them um, tinubu 
So everybody is rubbing arms now. Come 2019, he's going to need the Southwest. So everybody sees the wheels turning. Everybody knows what is going on. And um, even though he has not declared that he's running, we all know that, you know, it's, it's coming. So this is just another politi political gameplay. And obviously, we, the citizens, are the ones suffering for it. Um, I just really wish that Nigerian um, people in charge of Twitter handles or Instagram handles or whatever for Nigerian, for the Nigerian government or for the Nigerian industry will do better in their lives. Like, you guys actually need to do better. So here's the thing. If I didn't go out that morning to drop my brother at the airport, I mean, he left from my car. I saw my brother walk to the airport. I even waited for a while because even though we saw people getting down and... um walking to the airport we weren't sure if they would turn them back so i had to wait for my brother to pass a certain to pass the actual barricade itself before going back home anyway where am i going to with this i go on linda ikeji and i see that the police say that all roads are open to traffic in lagos lagos state's police command says no road in the state is blocked at from what, human at, at what time? and vehicular traffic read the press statement below I sent this to my brother at 12.01 in the afternoon, which was when I saw it. Linda had put it up, obviously, before that 12.01 time. And then, you know, the, the, the guy goes on to say, the Lagos State Police Command wishes to advise members of public to go about their lawful business as all routes are open to both human and vehicular traffic. The command hereby assures the negotiations of adequate security and easy flow of traffic during and after the visit of the president. So this what was, a blatant lie. So this was said on Wednesday? This was said on Thursday when people were trekking. At 12, but that's in the afternoon now. It wasn't in the morning your brother left. Did you hear what I said? I said I read it at 12. Linda had put it up before then. I saw it when I had time to go to the blogs and check it out. That's why I'm asking at what time was this. Because I know they sent something later in the day saying that they removed all barricades. Like you said, Buari told them to open everything. I don't know. Up. I didn't look at the timestamp when I was saying. sending it to my brother. That's what I'm saying now. So this, like, if we, if we want to get them right for... You know, saying that you know, be accurate in whatever they're portraying. We have to be accurate too. I think well, that I think came then, out then, after then statements the need to be accurate and say have now been opened, not they are open as if they never shut it down. Yeah, I think if you check that out, you'll find out that that was said after the whole commotion of that day, and later they opened everything up. So that's when they now send that communique out. All right, but anyway, let's just do better. I will check and let you guys know what time it was put up. Actually, I'll check now. But yeah, we just yeah. Nigerians need to stop suffering, please. Yeah. Anyway, to the better part of the of the weekend, like on Friday, I went to the Silent Disco. I think we talked about it last time when we were actually giving out headsets as part of the yeah very first one by Active Sound. So I went with my cousin, and unfortunately, by the time we got there, they were out of headphones. So you know, we couldn't really stay and uh, enjoy it. Although it looked, kind of looked like a vibe. Because essentially, without headphones, like you know, everybody just has the glowing lights on their headsets, and you know, essentially, it's quiet. But when you put on a headphone, it's like you're in the party and you're rocking with the people that have the same color headsets as you. Essentially, are tuning to the same DJ, right? So you know, I want to really get nice to hear people all now singing along. So it doesn't sound like you know everybody's partying a cappella as if you don't have your headsets on because maybe you know they're playing like maybe the hoes and lawyer or that kind of everybody's singing all oh, these hoes and lawyer and it's all a cappella so it was a pretty good vibe i think the the key here is that next time because you can pre-order the headsets so i think next time if you want to go for this kind of event you have to pre-order the headsets so that uh, you can guarantee yourself getting one and having fun but it looked really good so even though I couldn't really be a part of it that way, but I kind of just walked around and scoped it out. But yeah, it looked like a vibe. I think it's something to, to actually check out one time. So yeah, if you're looking for alternative things to do, you guys can follow them and check it out. Anyway, so I went to look for the post and the post was put up at 9.16 a.m. So except the roads were open at 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. when people were still going to work. Because like I said, one of my brothers went to work that day and he didn't get to work till 9.30 and the roads were still blocked. So, except there was some magic where some roads were open at that 9.16 a.m. And obviously, the post was put up at 9.16 a.m. It means that he said it earlier. And it was when she got the news that she put it up. But it was a tweet now. It's not a tweet or whatever. It was a post. I said it when I started. I said I went on the blog and I saw that she put up a post that said the roads had been open, were open on Thursday morning. She put it up on Thursday at 9.16 a.m. Mm. So, if he tweeted it, he tweeted it earlier than that. Meaning he was lying. 
Anyway, as far as I know, because I, I was pretty akin to what was going on that day, they sent out that thing after the whole commotion in the morning because people started shouting from 6 a.m. I, I don't understand. So she knew about it six when hours before she put it up. She put it up, said she put it up 12 in the afternoon. I said I saw the post. Guys, remember uh, she, she to saw it at 12. She put it at 9. Yes. Like, uh-huh. the, the confusion happened. I, mean, I told you now, the confusion happened like 6 o'clock in that this own area. This um, lucky Aja access six o'clock. Me when I came out by six thirty, even all the barricades that that they had before, they had removed them from the road. And I'm saying that my brother went to work, and at nine he was still on the road, and there were still barricades. I, I mean, I'm saying six thirty. I left my house. They removed the barricades. That so they had maybe they had side. removed it here in Lekki. Doesn't and mean they, they had removed them. it in other sides of Lagos. So I, you can't speak for everywhere in Lagos. I'm, I'm just trying to say that if you want to hit government officials no, but here's for, the thing. You have for to not having on facts, one, you have to. You no, have, but you have, have to stay on one side. Because earlier you said, and they released a post later in the day that they removed everything. And yes, now that I said, yeah, and now nine o'clock in the morning. I don't understand what you're saying, so I'm saying they released a statement at 9 a.m. that no roads were blocked, and you're saying they released a statement later in the day. I don't understand what the confusion is. not 9 a.m. I told you I left my own 6.30 a.m. in the morning. Later in the day, it's not 9 o'clock. If, we're, if I'm telling you, this access here is about 6 o'clock. You know what? Let's just That's let it go. Because so later on, by on 9 the o'clock, side of the policemen. No, I'm, I'm just saying that people are trying to hit people up for hypocrisy. We have to have I don't understand, to, uh, but I just told you that my brother was driving at that same time and the roads were blocked. So what exactly are we saying about facts? So either my brother was lying about that or what? So anyway, on to the next thing. In other things that I learned from my brother that happened to be right, did you guys know that apparently when you're wearing like a fila, and for those who don't know, a fila is the traditional hats that people wear with their clothes in nigeria so like when you're wearing your booba or your shukuto that hat the hat that you wear is called a filler and some people when they sew it they sew it in such a way where you bend the main top so some people do a flat top but some people do like a pointed one where you have to sew it so apparently there's a way to turn there's a site that you turn it to to indicate whether you're single or you're married there's no in between like i'm dating or whatever if you're not married yet, you're still turning your fila to the other side. So apparently the left side is for if you're married or engaged. And the right side is you're single and you're ready to mingle. I mean, I never knew that. And it was so random. I remember my brother told me about it. And I just thought, okay, that's strange. But I was even, I went for a wedding on um, Saturday. Yeah, my friend got married. And I remember the Alaga, so for those of us who are Nigerians, an Alaga is like the MC of a traditional wedding too. So I remember the, usually in a Yoruba traditional wedding, you're told to put the fila on your husband's head because the husband is the crown or the head of the home or whatever. Why is it I whatever? Don't so um, whatever. you're told to... The man is the king. So you're told to put the fila on your husband's head. And I remember like the woman went, oh yeah, put the fila on his head and turn it to decide where it should be the side that you'll be sitting on and usually in weddings and i'm sure people actually really don't take note of this but in weddings after you've officially been married the guy sits on the right side and the woman sits on the left side because even in churches well I, I don't know if it's in all churches but like in my church after the pastor joins you and everything he now switches your sitting position so apparently the woman is always meant to be on the left side of her husband mm. anyway so the alaga the, says the, the oh yeah for your right hand man so the alaga now says oh yeah turn the um filler to the side that you will be sitting on and she turned it to the left so i remembered it and the funny thing is i went on instagram today and one of my friends um one of my guy friends who just got engaged put up a picture of himself and he's like i can now wear my filler to the left which just confirmed everything so apparently when your filler to the left shows that you're taking like but filler is a Yoruba thing, right? Um, I guess so. Yeah, so it's Yoruba culture, so it's, it's a Yoruba hat. Yeah, so um, like I said, when it turning it to the left shows that you are married, you're engaged, or about to tie the knot. And when it's the right means you're single, still living the baby boy life, just have a girlfriend, but you don't know if you want to marry her. Or whatever there's no i'm turning it to the left because i have a girlfriend that kind of thing so the next time you guys are going to a wedding and you want to slightly 
tell a babe that you know you ain't got no strings attached you bend to, it to the left i mean to, bend it to the have, right you have to tell all that story first uh, why you bend it i personally had no idea that this filler this filler had left or right was it then that's what you bent it the way you like to wear it so perhaps apparently there's a thing to it i know as i said it's, it's a yoruba tradition i don't even know if it's a new or old tradition or if this is you know how it's always been um i don't know everyone seems to know about it because like the guy i was talking about today his house are so it's clearly something so apparently everyone who wears it whether you were Igbo or whatever you shall know that if you turn it to like customary yes during the traditional yoruba wedding you turn it to the left but now it's something that people do or maybe it's just the lagos demonic boy thing you know how everybody's trying to be a yoruba demon so like i said because my friend is actually hausa and um he turned it to the left and everything so i think it's something like everyone knows because even my brother literally went I, I know we were getting ready for a wedding and i was helping him with his hat and he goes eh, eh, i beg don't you know that to deal this side is single and to that side is mm-hmm. le- uh, married that kind of thing so mm-hmm. i think it's everything what i don't know is if it's a new age new school thing that young guys do or whatever but yeah yeah okay um people you learn new things every day so you know if you're going to your bar wedding or any wedding and there's a filler involved, you know, where 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 it's appropriately, right? Yep, yep. And then you know, shoot your shot if possible. But yeah, so it's been an interesting long weekend. Like we said, um, on Friday I had lunch with my friend and it was really good. Saturday I went for a wedding. Yesterday I went to church to praise the Lord Jesus for rising. And then we went for um like today my church had the taste of tribes so that's why they have you know i think i talked about it last week in the podcast so the whole concept is that you have food from all different parts of the country and everybody's serving it to uh serving it you know to whoever is at the taste of tribes so we went out there to be honest personally I've done it a little bit differently because a lot of the tents didn't have displayed exactly what they were serving so you had to go and ask for it but then they still just went with small chops and some ginger drinks so I didn't really survey you know different things from different parts of the country but in concept I like it and it was pretty much better than last year in terms of I don't know how they arranged it this time it didn't just seem as um, stuffy and so many people as before i think it was a little bit better in that sense um so yeah it was i actually think that there were less tents than last year if i remember correctly i feel like there were less tents and the middle part was made bigger so because before there were just literally tents everywhere but this way they made it this year they made it in a u shape and i think it was fine at least i didn't feel overcrowded or like someone was brushing up on me and things like that um yeah it was kind of difficult to know what everyone was selling and I, I don't feel like i have to open my mouth and talk all the time and ask what are you selling because here's what one thing i don't like and it's not even from my part i feel like if i always have to ask people oh what are you selling because i put myself in there like what are you selling and then they take the time and tell me and i'm like okay thank you and i walk away you know i just feel like it's it feels some sort of way to me so except i'm actually very sure that you know i don't know it's just me like i said it might not be anything yeah, i think but me personally when i shop like if i go to a mall and most people hate this i usually go around the mall i go all the places i note what i like i just look at it look at the prices then on my way out i go everywhere and pick it up so there's no remorse of me asking you know what you guys have you know it okay i'll be back yeah so because then i feel i just feel like for instance today there was a stand where i asked her oh what are you guys selling yada yada yeah i'm like okay cool i'm just looking around and then on my way back she's like oh so are you ready to buy now i just thought if i didn't have a full-blown conversation with this woman about what she sells then you know and i now went oh no no problem you know and it's just so i generally i personally my personal opinion generally just don't it's part of you marketing. know that kind of thing you, so. you're, you're used to that it's part of what you do is that you, you know you have to shoot your shots and people say yes and people say no but you cannot be you know you know com- compelled by anybody to buy anything but yeah it was okay i think um the kids looked like they were having fun 
just bought a couple of stuff and you know dive out of there but it's good it's a good concept it's a good um it's a good innovation i guess and people from different tribes get to show off the culture because i remember there was a woman she was talking about black soup and i just thought it was black soup um i can't remember what state she said it it was famous in but yeah Yeah, i think it's i think it's a really good um yeah but that's the whole idea so the way you look at it you're supposed to say can i try that so the whole concept was you're supposed to try it and see you know okay black soup sounds funny maybe it doesn't even look but you taste it and like, wow, this is different. And you might enjoy it and add that to your staple. But yeah, I hope everyone who has a stand there um, breaks even, you know. Yeah. On I don't think the church is going to charge them anything. So I think it should be. Uh, I mean, break even, like buying the food stuff, whatever it is that cost them to buy and make whatever mm-hmm. it is. I think they should so, sell out. They should sell out. Yeah. The amount of people. I think there are less people than last year. Just, just a visual thing. But then again, you know, it went like one, so people might be waiting for the sun to come down before they go and stuff like that. But it was cool, you know, what, what is they going to do to the holiday, you know, have fun, they have play area for the kids, you eat something, so that's what, that's what it's all about. Yep. Um, I know my church went to the beach today. I've been looking at pictures. It looked like fun. So, um, Which beach? It's, a, it's in the Okaraye area. My church has another church there that has a beachfront, so we usually try and use it. So with uh, like I don't know. Okay, yeah, easy, but side. So um, yeah, they went there. It looks like fun, and um, yeah. So I guess a lot of churches had their thing. It was meant to be like an Easter picnic thing for the youth. Yeah, everyone um, by House of the Rock, and it looks like they're having something out there too. I'm not exactly sure what. So I guess it's, it's I guess it's now like a routine thing. Churches organizing you know, things during this holiday period. Yeah, so which is I guess it's good. It kind of keeps. It keeps people busy or gives them options of things to do. Yeah, and I guess fun. if you don't want to go out, you can always just stay at home and watch some TV or do some housework that you won't get up to because work starts tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, so that's about um, on Sunday. I know there were a couple of things happening on Sunday. There was the homecoming pop-up thingy magic. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, it was the pop-up shop themed home I, I don't even understand the background story of Giddy the first so I thought we even followed them Giddy first had like this three I don't follow about. them you follow them rather than Nigeria follows them I don't follow them yes you do okay if I follow them it means I don't see their post I guess because of this whole Instagram new um, analytics stuff yeah but you follow them anyway so yeah so they, they have this Giddy first had this three day festival thing where they were having a concert at that hard rock cafe landmark area they also had this pop-up shop at um, the african um, artist foundation damn they have a lot of posts african foundation from the homecoming so essentially i think it even happened last year also so essentially as name said homecoming with a lot of all these uk-based um creatives artists like skepta was in town Uh, they had the fashion houses they had in there they have off-white who just took over from um to who took over as lead designer Louis Vuitton. His name yeah. is Virgil Abloh. Virgil Abloh took over, not his design. He's now the as I said, he's not the top designer at um, Louis Vuitton. So he just named him that. So of the off-white brand, you had the um, Orange Culture. Um, you had um, the TTYA, but you had, you had a bunch of them. So it was, the whole point was kind of infusing foreign brands with homegrown brands, and also the homecoming with people like Skepta. You know, coming to town and they performed at that uh, Giddy Festival where, you know, I don't know why people keep on falling for it. I love people complaining that whiskey didn't come out till like 6 a.m. I think we've discussed this on the pod before. I think the only show you're guaranteed of, like the person starting on time, is Asha. Apart from her, every other person, man, they say the show starts at 8 or 9. Shit, this guy don't come out to like 2 or 3. I hear Files did good. Apparently, he said he's shown time. So, shout out to him. Hopefully, he keeps it up. Um, but yeah, you gotta wonder is it the artists themselves or the people are not organized? Because I remember one of my friends, she went last year and she was like, it was just a joke. Even made worse was the fact that it started to rain and midnight, nobody had still come out. So, I, I don't even understand who is to blame in this whole situation. Because if something keeps happening all the time, by something that you are organizing, I would like to believe that you'd have tried to find a solution for it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But, Six a.m. Um, like you, you know, start the festival at eight, and the, like the 
one of the prime time artists doesn't show up to 6 a.m but i also think that nigerians are to blame because i remember when i was seeing the post and someone was like ah when whiskey came out everybody woke up and you know they're vibing again but i don't know why nigerians haven't learned the art of boycotting or they pay their money whatever now. they're already they pay their money like one guy said I'm when i say boycotting i mean then don't pay for the next one or yeah that's something. what i said that's what i said uh, i don't know why people keep on falling for it you know like they never come out on time and people are just there waiting standing on their feet and stuff but it was cool anyways and we just missed now be campbell by like i guess I don't know, 30 minutes or so because she, she stopped by the pop-up shop at the african artist foundation like first from instagram like man damn it it would have been nice to see her, like, you know, in my own opinion, she's a legend. Even Buhari was looking like he was ready to risk it all, you know, when they were uh, checking out the new eco-Atlantic space. So I feel, um, sometimes I feel like for all this, um, all these events that people create, maybe they should have a bit more stuff for people to do because i'll be honest after walking around and looking at what was going on and eating i sat down and i was just like okay so what next because honestly sometimes like what like if you're the one organizing it what would you put there that that made i guess maybe games maybe things like that because honestly i don't know board games um whatever i'm just saying there should be things to keep people occupied not necessarily that because i literally sat down there and yes people always say listen to music and vibe but at a point in time you you're just like okay can i leave which was literally how i felt and i was now not even feeling very great i was just very irritable and everything so maybe if they can find something to do i guess that's why the giddy fest at the beach work sometimes because they have all these things that people are doing some people are playing volleyball some people are playing beach ball some people are just, there's just random different things for people to do there's a corner for you if you if you're interested in this so maybe just a couple of options anyway just my opinion i guess the people who were walking around you know didn't have any problems but yeah just a thought just a thought just a thought but great concept all in all i guess like my my brother says these people all these people that come to nigeria they're just coming to make a buck off us just making money cashing in and you know if you look at the room what uh, the place was a lot of people look like people that literally homecoming i'm not sure a lot of nigerians day to day were all around there looked like people all them uk people mostly anyway in my own opinion at least from what i was looking around for and one thing that got me is like the whole disrespect for the legend um naomi campbell because you know people were dragging her for saying that uh, the fg invited her to the eco atlantic thing the shadow put that down and they're calling our law show what i'm like man don't people respect the legend i'm like ninja they're, they're honest too much well you know if she took down the tweet then she looks guilty if she was right then she should have left it up why did she take it down if she, she, take it down now. she can't be in nigeria you know like you she was probably she's probably in nigeria for what she in nigeria for again the arise um fashion week she worked for a couple of people she worked for Lanry da silva shout out to the legend herself and she also worked for Tiffany Amber. Yeah, in short, she worked for the the Nigerian labels that have been in the game for a while. You know, those old ones. Tiffany Amber, Larry Dasilva, not the new school, younger designers and everything. So I, I wonder if those ones actually put heads together to make sure that she worked for them or whatever. But yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I wonder know? how much they paid her to do all of this stuff. Like, not, you know, to get Naomi Campbell to, even though, you know, she's not like one of the new, you know, I guess they have the new models now, the Kendi Jenners and Gigi Hajid, but as I said, she's a legend. So getting her into Nigeria to come and be working in your fashion show, that's a big deal, you know? And, you know, she did a lot of stuff. She was even with this uh, girl, so what was the name of the orphanage house that... Uh, I can't remember. Is it Dreamcatchers or something? Yeah, like you know, this girl, you know, this girl went viral with the with the dance that Rihanna was doing the dance from the VMAs. Was it VMAs or Grammys? I think Grammys. Uh, you know. No, that's not how the story started. Okay, so the Dreamcatchers, Rihanna, um, she crossed a milestone or something, and this people these dancers because the dance that exercise is talking about is from another country um guara guara uh-huh. that song that whatever guy sang 
anyway so rihanna put up the video of the girls dancing and she says the move you do when you cross a billion streams or something on youtube or apple music or wherever it is or spotify i can't remember what it was and that was how this thing started for the girls so rihanna put it up then whoever minds that orphanage or whatever saw an opportunity and told the dancers to do a video telling rihanna that she loves them and they love her and blah 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 and literally this is how the story started and i goes i love you too and yes just like that these dancers became famous yeah that's great yeah they went viral and obviously now mccamel also you know she can't miss an opportunity to hit them up to and get the nice photo up and now yeah. bbc is going to do a documentary on them or something like yeah, which that which is great aren't you supposed to be taking them for a tour well at this rate they're becoming a bit too famous for me that's so i might not even get the opportunity to see them again in my life yeah so you know so before it was supposed to be you helping out now they might be helping they your might be the out. ones helping me out yeah, yeah so we're still, still good doesn't matter as i said i hope this thing gets to the kids that another is using like somebody up there is not using the kids and all the goodwill all the donations going in that these kids actually you know feel the benefit of it i think i can really hope that yeah so you know shout out to the dream catchers or whatever it is. I, what i would even like to know is how rihanna found that video of them dancing and decided that she was going to use them to celebrate her yeah, I'm, that, I'm, I'm gonna mix the story up but she did that move that gora gora move in her um grammy performance when yeah she, it was for some talks. other country but the dream catchers didn't even do that move that was just that move i know that one leg thing no they did the shaku shaku there's a difference there are a lot of yeah, dances yeah. right now so yeah. um there's no shaku shaku they did the one leg thing because shaku shaku had not come out by the time they did that their video it was the one girl with the beret we are not just put this thing. video up on the 10th of march now it wasn't the guaraguara dance i'm watching it stop mixing up the stories or stop trying to link it up they were literally oh, yeah. just oh, yeah. oh, yeah. call police anyway so yeah these girls were dancing i'm on rihanna's page now they were dancing and she goes when i found out that i was the first female artist to cross two billion worldwide streams on apple music god is too late and then she put up their pictures and they were dancing like in a brt you know how like you're literally just hyping yourselves up and you're dancing and things like that and then the next post is them saying thank you rihanna we love you and then rihanna puts up this picture again and she goes oh my little squad i love you guys i speak on behalf of the entire social media when i say this you really brought a pure joy to our spirits just by seeing how happy you are when you dance you personally made my day keep up the great work kids which is why i say i wonder how rihanna found that actual particular video of them dancing and decided that she was going to use their dance as the yeah, really, rihanna has a team i'm sure somebody in that team found it if she didn't find it by herself so all these guys are big conglomerates you know so they have people sorting through all this kind of stuff yeah so the other story that i was talking about is like earlier in the year if not last year and it's a dance that they do in um i can't remember what country but it's called the garaguara whatever because i remember when she did it that country decided to come and disturb us on twitter wasn't the grammys this year though no, I, I don't even know. Was yeah. it for the Grammy she did it? it was the Grammy she did the dance during the Wild Wild Heart. The Grammys was this year now. Okay, yeah. So, and then the country decided not to let us hear a word on Twitter anymore about how Rihanna had um, co-opted, co-opted the, their is it, is it, dance. Was it cultural appropriation? Was that, was that the language? Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was it. The, um, the, what hotel did Skepta stay in? Do you know? I have no idea. Did it, was it in the judges? I don't know. Because we know that we know that's where Naomi Campbell was. You know that's when Naomi Campbell was because she kept putting up pictures from there. But Skepta, I guess, is a bit different from for Skepta. Skepta is from Nigeria. For all you know, his Nigerian mother probably dragged him to their house somewhere, or if he's built a house for her somewhere. I'm trying to make mm-hmm. a link about you know whether they are really dating, so whether this was a kind of time thing where they are both in Nigeria at the same time. But she did come from. She did come for the homecoming, and the homecoming is a Skepta thing. So yeah, I mean, good. and they have each other's naked pictures around. Anyway, yeah, I, know for, photo shoot now. I know for um, the photo shoot that they did for whatever the um, underwear company was, there was a video that they did together where they were supposedly talking about their relationship. I remember watching it, but I can't remember what the specifics of the video was. Um, 
Yeah, because then I remember the, whoever was interviewing said something about racism in London or whatever. And then Naomi goes, oh, you know, Skepta has helped me to realize that yada, 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 bullshit, whatever. So, yeah, there's something definitely there. Yeah, shout out to the young gunner then, Skepta, you know. Like it's like um, Charlamagne the God would say, you know, she's aging like fine wine. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just really proud of Skepta because I grew up on his music. You grew up on his music? Yeah. What was Skepta's first hit that you heard? I can't remember, I beg. Basically, you grew up on it now. Yeah. It's, but it's like me telling you, asking me what Biggie and I can't Oh, yeah, I, so I it, was, it was British GQ. Before, I'll put the link, um, Naomi Campbell and Skepta on the first time they met and, you know, racism and all that. So I'll put up the link so that um, everyone can actually watch it and see yeah. and then, you know. We can all decide if Joseph Adenu, um, if Just Joseph Adenuga and Naomi Campbell are actually dating, and yeah. you guys think that he's gonna, uh, she's gonna be the next Mrs. Adenuga. Yeah, then again, we were people making jokes about them. Um, you know, Buhari went and they put him in the chair w- during the prayer, and people were saying that what has them um, Naomi Campbell done to Baba's back? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means yeah, so, yeah, so they're linking now with every rich person in town. So that's. Yeah, but we all know that Naomi is all about the money, 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 yeah. money. What happened to that Russian billionaire boyfriend? I don't know. They broke up. Yeah. But what do you think about the designers that were in hand? I know, like, the off-white guy, the Virgil, his, his stuff sold out. So when we got there, Virgil Abloh. F- Virgil Abloh. His stuff sold out. There was nothing there by then. Even when they went to the site, though, just wanted to check. Like, you sell, like, um, hoodies for, like, $500. So I can imagine what was on display, but those things like sold out like I guess first day. So what do you think about the other brands that you saw there? Um, so I already knew about some of the brands like Grey Velvet and stuff like that. But you guys, I will always say that this is why I'm reminded about how by Nigerian is not very feasible because some of these Nigerian brands are just expensive. I mean, they were calling prices like thirty k, forty k, seventy k, one twenty k. I'm like, ah uh-uh. ah. I I remember I saw one outfit that was definitely made in Kano. It was um that i don't know how to explain the material and i thought if i go to kano buy the material give it to my tailor to do this exact thing i will not spend more than ten thousand so i don't really understand why you guys are selling for this price and that one she told me tie and die for god's sakes my arriving nigeria bag is tie and die i don't see but and the person that does my tie and die bags for it is still not charging me up to that amount she's like oh but it's original tie and die we haven't touched it blah 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 and it's just the same. Sometimes I go into Nigerian branded stores and the prices. I remember I saw a jumpsuit somewhere. I'm not going to mention the person's brand because I went to school with the person. I don't want to seem like a shit. And the person said 70k. And I'm like, God, are you being serious and everything? So, in as much as but people if, if, want. If they converted to pounds and found it in London, would you have bought it? They, see, eh, if I was going to buy a dress in London for a hundred and twenty pounds, there must be somewhere that it must be that I'm wearing it to one dinner and it's my graduation dinner or something. But like just the jumpsuit that I'm gonna wear around, it's just very expensive, you know. And it just makes you wonder how do you want to make buy Nigerian so feasible if everything is expensive. I know that there are a lot of stores that are, are cheaper, like the five K shop, and even her sister brand, the T. 5s shop is not as expensive i think that one is 10k and i've also seen some brands trying to copy the 5k shop model there's a instagram handle i found the other time that says um, the 10k shop another one says slay on your budget and you know stuff are like 8k but uh, well, this all made in nigeria like the 5k shop everything she sells they all made in nigeria yep she has her tailors and everything making the clothes even the labels on the labels you see that she specifically writes made in nigeria so she put her the 5k shop then she not put made in nigeria so all of them are actually made in nigeria i guess the problem with nigerian um tailors and everything is just getting them to focus settle down and actually do their finishing properly yeah meticulous work exactly so um but yeah there's nothing that tailors cannot really do so clothes are expensive man like you know i remember going into this nike nike store and looking at a pair of sweatpants and it's like 20k 50k i'm like this is some people's salary for the month and you buy one sweatpants at that price so that is why the secondhand market is huge right because you know literally like new clothes are expensive regardless of even even like you were saying you think nigerian brands will be cheaper or whatever it it's is. even cheaper it's, to shop abroad it's even more expensive and stuff like that and 
it's crazy because it's like I said, I saw a pair of pants for like sweatpants, shorts for 20 grand. I'm like, I don't want to pay 20k for a pair of pants. And then people will be wondering why Nigerians wait to they travel or they send people, they send money to their friends who are traveling and tell them to bring back stuff because at the end of the day. But I think that like the one in Nike is now I converted them they're almost the same price, but just for it's not feasible for what people can afford over here based on the standard of living. So like I said, the pan if converted is probably the same amount you pay if you go to the US and buy it, but it's just not feasible for what people earn unless you're making a lot of money anyway. I mean, look at this five gig girl now. I don't know how much she makes. Oh, she's also an architect by Bosico, so let's not even say that, you know. She's not, she doesn't have anything else that she's doing. And from her 5K shop brand, she's become the Virgin Atlantic brand ambassador for this part of the world, you know, doing big things, traveling to London, staying in the... about her profitability. That, that's why I said, I don't know how much it's making or how well it's doing. But clearly, it put her in a light where um, Richard Branson says that, you know, she's doing something to, um, what's the word? She just caught the eye of people like that, right? Yeah, exactly. To help people look good for a certain amount. Because if you're lucky and you go on this. So here's the thing. It's the 5K shop, but you can actually find stuff for less. So, like, if she's doing sales or things like that, you know, you can find stuff for, like, 3K, 2K. There's no 5K shop for men. Sorry about that. But, yeah, and, you know, from that, she's been able to also launch her own designer brand, the T5S, or that's how she could, T5S, yes, exactly. And even that is equally cheap. Um, So, it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah, like, in the, like, in Africa now, they're pushing to ban secondhand clothing, right? So like Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda, they are trying to ban imports of secondhand clothing so that they can strengthen their own textile industry, which in Nigeria, I don't know what happened to our textile. Like we're talking about Kano and all those kind of places where the textile industry was huge. But obviously we know, based on what we're saying, how much all these Nigerian designers and local wear cost. It's not for for the people, so people are reduced for second-hand clothing. I mean, it, it, things are actually very expensive. I understand trying to strengthen. So there's this de- bag designer that I discovered through Bella Ninja. And, um, you know, I was so fascinated because apparently she was getting her um, skins because they're like croc skin, snake skin. Everything is locally made in Nigeria. So I sent her a message. I'm like, how much are your bags? And she says, they start from 60K and go up to 250K. Depending on the design, the skin, the, the size, brand, you know, apart Africa, yeah. But yeah, position themselves as a luxury brand. Right? Yeah, so and I just thought, you know, for something that is homegrown, for something that you're getting the materials, like it's not like you're going somewhere else to get these materials. Like, does it have to be so expensive? But anyway. Yeah, but I won't get them too much. If you are positioning yourself as luxury, luxury connotes a certain price range. So that's fine. That's their positioning. But if you're selling me something that is run of the mill and you know supposed to be like every other thing, then you put luxury prices on it. That's when it becomes a problem. But I really like what they're doing in concept, like you know trying to strengthen their you know textile industry by you know by stopping you know importation of um, secondhand clothing, even though they're getting threats from the U.S. saying that you know they won't get some certain aids anymore. Providing some kind of trade treaty if they banned the secondhand clothes because if you go look at it, secondhand clothing is a billion dollar industry. There are US companies that are making huge money from selling secondhand clothes in East Africa and even Nigeria, so to say. Obviously, the there are different obstacles that come to this, you know. How effective is a ban? You know, if, if like a place like Nigeria. There's going to be heavy smuggling and people, you know, bringing in so you don't drive up the illegal market. But in concepts, you know, it's it's it's, it's the way to go. And um, I think our people over here start looking at things like that. Let's try and get our own textile industry going. Maybe we we'll have to do something a little bit less so that we mitigate that transition period. Because if you ban, like I said, the prices of new clothes is ridiculous. I think you know. It's crazy. I'm pretty sure people are slaying, are slaying on used clothes too. Because let's go to Alaba and do Bendan Select. It'll be fine. Talk about Alaba Electronics. 
Zen, you can find anything in any yeah, market. Yeah, but it's not yeah, but not the clock place of the other There are a lot of places. Ted Joshua Market, Ojota Market. So every time I'm going, I'm coming home from work, and I decide to go to Ojota, I see the whole road is filled. People are bending down. So now there's no specific market for anything. People are bending down, picking clothes. You hear statements like, hey, I'm buying it for my sister or for my... Nobody asked you. Whether you're buying it for yourself or for you. you don't need to say I'm buying it for my sister to cover up. So yeah, they're everywhere, literally. Yeah, yeah so I don't know how we do it. Where we can transition, even in a Kerele side. Yeah, now we can do it, strengthen our textile industry. At the same time, you know, not leave people behind because you know, there's a reason that Jim Benson select because that's what they can afford. You know, you hear the whole horror stories of clothes from dead people. You know, and all sorts of. Oh, um, have you guys know that even down to underwear, people are buying secondhand. I know this because there was a woman in. Um, I don't know i don't see her in church anymore but she was telling my mom so she's one of these you know needy people and she told me she told my mom that she sells secondhand underwear and my mom is like who's going to buy secondhand underwear like i mean even thinking about it i'm cringing and nobody's like no that they wash it they you know they do whatever it is that they do to it that is clean it's everything my mother's like yeah, okay good luck with that so you know yeah it's crazy man like um like an article I read, you know, because people expect so much from you when you are coming from their brother, whatever. So this article I read in Bella Nigeria, where she talks about, you know, she has a decent job in the U.S. Anytime she's coming to Nigeria, she goes to places like you know, $1 Tree or Walmart, where she says she even shops for her family there also. And, you know, she tries to get, you know, she says she knows it's not the best quality in the world, but thinks it's decent. And she buys, you know, T-shirts and stuff and she brings it back home and she gives her cousins or whatever and she overheard them saying that you know what does this woman think she's doing do you think about suffering over here it's not her mates buying um, gucci and she's bringing us this walmart rubbish and you know she said she was in shock as she had and you know she, she was even saying that it was even chocolate that she shared it was even better than this rubbish that that you gave them and that she gave them everything i was just a funny story because i could also relate to the whole thing about you know you, you try to go say okay i want to buy this for this and people just like what is this and then they're like like you're buying them rubbish first of all i like to say that even chocolates are expensive in the abroad so we need to stop acting like chocolates is one of the cheapest thing ever now here's the thing people always just expect too much i feel like nigerians are very entitled especially if they're like your family members and i'm not talking about immediate family members i mean if my dad travels it's funny a lot of times i see him he has i'm not going to say the stores but he has specific stores that he goes into when he's trying to buy stuff for people you know like the driver things like that and people are very appreciative so people who are not appreciative of it is fine you don't have to buy for them even i remember like when I still, when I was still a rich girl and I could still afford to travel before the pounds and the dollars, you know, decided to ruin our economy. No, they didn't ruin our economy. Never ruined it itself. Um, I bought stuff for people in my office, and I tell you that till today, one of the wives of the guy that I bought something for, because she collected apparently what I bought for her husband, because her husband is my colleague, she collected it from him. I told her husband that next time the husband should tell me that he's married. And that if I'm buying stuff for husband, I should buy for wife. Mm -hmm. So apparently she hijacked the clothes. And I tell you to to this day, if I'm beside her husband and her husband says Lola is here, she will say, let me greet her. There are appreciative people in this world. Whether you're buying them clothes from Walmart or Primark or JD Sports or whatever. Those are the people you should concentrate on. The ones who tell you that you're buying them rubbish because you bought them stuff from what? They, they, they say it behind your back, and a lot of times you don't know. Uh, she, she heads now, so she should stop buying for them. That's it. That's how I see it. Yeah, I think a simple solution, really, in the rather than paying. I'm access, not about to give you money. Because here's the thing you give people money, and they'll be like, how much did she even give us? Well, I think it's better than paying excess luggage or whatever it is. If it's 2K, give somebody 5K, whatever. It's better to give them money than try to buy anything. Because well, you can't give you them buy, the pounds. Because by the time you buy any of those things, you know, pay excess luggage and people are taking it like, oh, well, this rubbish, only t-shirt this one gave me. They're waiting for designer wears from What me. I don't even understand is mm. if I can wear clothes from those, from that place, mm. then why can't you? Yeah, I mean, I like Target t-shirts. Like, I, I have some stuff from Primark. Shout out to Primani. Is Primark the Walmart of London or something? Yeah, probably. It might even be cheaper than the Walmart. I don't know. But Primark is known to be like very cheap, although they've kind of stepped up their 
their game now do you get what i'm saying but i wear stuff from primark so i see no reason why i buy you something from primark and you cannot wait i don't understand yeah like you said there's the old entitlement things like and there's also but i think this is changing but i'm not sure i think the whole people are in their brother just living these wonderful lives i think that perception is changing a little bit but i see some people just think that you know anybody in their abroad is doing fantastic and you know i've never thought that money, everybody money, money, in money, money. i've never thought everybody in their abroad was doing fantastic let me give you a short anecdote maybe it's not an anecdote i don't know i remember when i was going to england for the first time for school my dad was the one who took me to school and then he checked me into my um student accommodation right and um my dad goes you know this is what people do they get students so you know my accommodation was just a room a bathroom whatever i had a small tv he goes they will take a picture of this kind of room now put it on facebook or twitter on instagram put a nice caption like they are balling you know oh look at my 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 flat this 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 blah 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 it's like then the people in nigeria will be like ah lagbaja is doing so well this is this not knowing that you know it's actually a room and parlor or how, however we say it in nigeria do you get what i'm saying so it's also that people in the abroad because they like to perpetuate this false narrative so that it's not as if ah, this person went to the abroad and they're not even doing so well so they take picture staged pictures like that you know picture in somebody's room or you put a nice looking tv somewhere in a nice part of your house take the picture put it on facebook and be like ah, i'm boiling no boiling on it this that 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 you know and because you hear these things regularly about how some people will go to london and they will be doing cleaner like loma and they would rather do that than you know live in nigeria but by the time you see their pictures you actually don't know that that's the job they're doing but by the time they finance those pictures on social media for you you'll be thinking that so it's on both ends nigerians are gullible to it and then people some people in the abroad are you know because you actually know that there's some people abroad till today they haven't gotten themselves they're in debt they're hiding from immigration or they are living to come home yes but when they are talking to you on the phone they're acting like you're missing out or you know things are all good ah i just bought a car so my personal trainer he really wants to relocate abroad he wants in fact his his aim is to relocate to america so he's always asking me all these questions and he's like he knows that if he goes today in six months he would have made some amount of money i'm like how do you know he's like because his friend is in america and his friend told him that that now his friend has a cow his friend has bought a house this 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 he has opened a small gym in atlanta i'm like have you have you actually seen these things or is this your friend just telling you and you i like look things are not that easy like I'm, I'm not sure how your friend got there and in six months his whole life changed around i'm not saying that we don't have like we like saying ninja destiny helpers and i did that with quotation marks in the air but my personal trainer at the gym literally thinks that he needs to go to america today and he's like this year oh, he's going to work under his american paper i'm like are you going there on a tourist visa he's like yes now and that he will now put some things together start his life then be able to be sending money to his mommy and his brothers i'm just like okay and no matter what i say it makes it seem like i'm a hater and i just don't want him to also enter aeroplane and go to america even despite me trying and i keep telling him you know what people still get shot on the streets just because it's not he actually thinks that everything is rosy and life is just so good and i'm just like okay you know what if that's what your friend says that's fine you know that kind of thing be going you know so so it's also we too we also have to use our sense yeah it's, it's tough man it's a tough world okay so let's um hit up with the juror of the week and get out of here so okay so am i ungrateful uncle Joe? probably <laughs> hello Joe great community you have Juro nation never sleeps please reply and share on your blog god will reward you for your time you may understand my situation because you're an academic with your phd in view i am married to the man of my dreams though he is not educated he didn't finish university but he is very wealthy and has a lot of businesses we married four years ago he told me he never wants me to work ever I should sit home and watch over the kids. I agreed because I thought he would change his mind later. Juru, I have four degrees. Four degrees like that. 
my husband gives me 800k a month for being his wife and 200k to run the house my issue is this Jero. he doesn't want me to open a shop or work at all when i bring it up he gets upset and calls me silly i am bored out of my mind i'm becoming a pest to my friends who have a job and businesses i love to travel but i don't want to leave my kids with maids I am always on IG reading your blog and Insta blog, Shade Room. I am not fulfilled. I feel my potential is not being reached. Am I being ungrateful? Should I be happy? He shows no signs of cheating. I just want to feel like a boss. I visited my friend's office. She's a manager at, at the bank. She has only two degrees. She was just bossing everyone around. It felt good. People were calling her Ma, Ma, though I am richer than her. I feel I was feeling sad. Me, all I'm hearing is mommy, I'm hungry, mommy this, mommy that. Don't get me wrong, I love my children, but am I but I want more. Am I ungrateful? What can I do? Here's my number for a personal chat and maybe a new friend. And this is Jero's um talk. Um post a uh, poster, eight hundred K a month. A lot of ladies will give anything to be in your shoes. I appreciate it. What do you think? Um, so I'm going to say something here. Usually when people ask a question, it's guilty conscience that is worrying them. And I always say, so when someone says, ah, are you angry? Are you upset? Or am I ungrateful? It's because you know you've done something. And you're just trying to confirm whether... What, so you're asking if you're ungrateful. So here's the thing. I understand. You want a job. Do you actually want a job? Or do you just want to be able to boss people around? From what I hear about you saying that, you know going to your friend's office and um felt great and everything but i just feel if you really want to start working and all that, then talk to your husband again and see what it is but one thing i know is if you've agreed to something from the start agree to it because you want to not because you think the person is going to change their mind later on or because you think um things will be different or he'll finally allow you to do this or she'll finally allow you to do that 800k is a lot to be getting for not doing anything but technically are you really not doing anything you're raising a home you're raising kids you know the people like sell themselves is, well not like sell themselves it is really the biggest job in the world so you should even be collecting more than 800k collecting one million but um yeah just talk to your husband man Honestly, just tell him, be real with him. That's what I think. Man, so this woman is getting one M a month. So it's eight hundred K for household, eight hundred K for being a wife. My goodness. <sighs> I guess what they say, money cannot buy you happiness. Is that what we're dealing with here? So I think you said one of the first things first, like, you know, you know, don't accept something thinking that people will change their mind later, you know. What's that thing they say? When people show you who they are, believe it. So if the guy told you, look, you know, I want a housewife, that's what I want, whatever his values or system is or why specifically he wants his wife to be a housewife, you know, he brought it to you and you agreed to it. So now you want to um, flip the, the story in the middle of the game. Uh, it might not work out for you, you know. And I, I can get it too, you know, being bored out of your mind, you know. Uh, what they say, what's that quote? They say there's, um, there is um, is it dignity in labor or peace in labor or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So yeah, so if if you want to be productive and you feel there's more that you can do, obviously you want to do that, right? But the problem is your own expression of more seems like you just want somebody to call you Oga. Maybe you can just get your housemates and other people to call you Madame. Maybe that will make you feel the satisfaction that you are trying to achieve by going to work. Or you can be telling your children to call you Yes Master. Yeah, yes, so, madam. So it's not like you, you, there's a goal you want to achieve or something like that in business or whatever. You just want to boss people around. You know, you just want power. That's the that, that's the way. You just want power. That's that's what it sounds like. I feel like you're feeling very, um, which goes along the power line. Maybe you're feeling useless or nobody's respecting you or things like that. Or you want to be able to when you go out with your friends and people say, "What do you do?" You say, "Ah, I work for." Honestly, yeah, you have to be real with yourself. Yeah. Is this really what you want? Yeah, like, are you genuinely? Sounds like you have a shop that doesn't care if he's losing money. Yeah. It's just to say that this is the shop and this is our business and say that uh, I'm doing this and that. Because 
let's say say doesn't want you to work or whatever you can go into charity charity right you can start doing philanthropic type of things and you know build up a business that way since obviously money and people is not will still an call issue. you ma yeah money is not an issue so like like you said you know if i want to be real sharp you can have that chat again with your husband and say this is how i'm feeling i'm feeling unfulfilled you know this is not how i envisioned living the rest of my life coming with a compromise somewhere you know that kind of a thing you might even realize you don't actually want to be going into an office to work that's what i'm saying i give this woman you know this this is kind of person that if the business is tough she just say, I beg, I cannot come and die. Oh, I daddy say it again. I cannot, I cannot come and kill myself. I beg. Yeah, I cannot come and kill myself. I cannot come and kill myself. She just pack up shop and go and sit down at home. So the drive is so anyway. Let me not overjudge because there may, may be another backstory to the backstory. But uh, talk to your husband. Like I said, you, you can't be. It's not easy to be changing the rules in the middle of the game. You agree to something, and if he says this is not what we agreed to, uh, you can't put that all on him. Part of it is on you. Although on the flip side, like people say, sometimes rules are meant to be broken. So find a way to compromise if it's what you're sure that you really, 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 really want. Yeah, and if it's about staying in the house, you know, like maybe some online business, you know, maybe you can come and partner up with uh, Monravi Nigeria. You know, that 800K monthly give us like 5, 10% of it to come in handy to run the business, no? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, I think we've come to the end of another episode of Good Bad Gang. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, um, yeah and breaking news actually uh, looks like a Winnie Mandela, you know, passed away. Um, I think everybody knows that ex-wife of the late Nelson Mandela. I know she had some controversial things happen, you know, after the whole civil rights movement with Mandela going to jail. But all in all, you know, in person, you like to look at people's positive and she was a big um, force in the fight uh, against apartheid in South Africa. Yeah, and so RIP yeah. and we pray for the family at this time. Yeah, RIP, rest in peace. They've lost their matriarch. So yeah, and South Africa too has lost a great person. But yeah, we've come to the end. Um, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's Good Bad Gang in all those places. Subscribe on iTunes. Um, it's Good Bad Gang. And SoundCloud. Please leave a comment. Rate us so we can move up in the ladder. And just talk with us. You know, tweet at us. Comment on Instagram. Thank you, Adela Bug, for um, commenting. And Mrs. Itwa. <laughs> Thank you to um, and Ninja Podcast Hub that keeps retweeting our pods. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, Celine. Happy birthday. Peace out. This one for the realest girl. It's a really good vibe. Vibe. Me, I don't feel it right. Right. Move them girls to the side. Side. They can do you like I. Cause they can't love you like I can't treat you good You the man got wood, yes I bang, bang, bang I never feed you from a can, only the best for my man Never stress, let the baseline bang Like boom, 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 boom We locking eyes from across the crowded room We vibing out, not to our tune In our world, us two, so who we gonna be opposed to? If your girl I look good and she never boring Then you know that a really good vibe I 